He said that Jesus Christ has risen And He is the open door Well, how you doing, America? And welcome to another episode of the Cajun Conservative Show, where I talk about life, I talk about liberty, and I talk about the pursuit of happiness. And I show the world that, yes, us Cajuns here in Louisiana do have some intelligence. Not a lot of it, but we got some of it. Amen. So hope you're having a good day, good week, wherever you are, because you got to remember, this is the day that the Lord has made. So let us rejoice and be glad in it. Hope you're having a good day, good week, wherever you are. Like I said, and just... um. Ladies and gentlemen, what a uh, what a week we have scandals. We have we have a we just have a lot of things going on in the news, uh, the debt ceiling. We have gun control. Yeah, we, we have all kind of this stuff going on. But I, I, I will tell you this. I am fearfully, wonderfully made in my creator my, from my creator. Uh, I was even asked this morning, Isaac, you know, you, you, you do a lot of politics. You, you talk about politics, you read politics, you hear politicians talk, you you talk to politicians. Uh, I, I, like last week, our interview with Alan Seaball, a great interview. Go check it out on YouTube. Go check it out on the, the podcast side. Uh, but but um, I, I, I talk to politicians and I let my voice hurt. I let my, I let my voice be heard. Uh, but somebody asked me, don't don't they get you down? Don't they get you depressed? And I said, no. Because at the end of the day, I know where I'm going. I'm going to I I'm going to a place where there is no politicians. I'm going to a place where there's no political corruption. I'm going to a place where where I I, I am free from politics. You say, Paul Isaac, that sounds like heaven. It is. Yay! I'm excited because I'm going to heaven. So it don't matter what these politicians do, but I do think we do need to be informed. Because before I get on my topics, there's a lot of religions out there that believe, oh, we shouldn't even worry about politics. Oh, we shouldn't even worry. We shouldn't we shouldn't worry about what's going on in this these this world affair. Well, the thing of it is for you to have your religion to live in a free nation, you should be worried about what's going on. See, as a believing Christian and also as a conservative pundit, I I really enjoy my freedom of speech. Because I could share the gospel with people and I could talk to them about Jesus. Um, I can give my political opinion on the air. That is freedom of speech. Um, I have the right to carry arms. I have the right to have a gun in my possession. I, If the government takes that away, oh, we don't have no more freedom of speech or we don't have no Second Amendment. We won't we won't better share our faith. We, we, we're going to have to be like the China, the China church, the Chinese church. In China, because there, there's more underground churches in China than anything, because they're oppressed because they live in communist China. And so as believers and as conservatives, this is just plain, I'll say it, Americans, we should go ahead and be aware of what's going on and fight for the freedoms that our founding fathers gave us because they believe they were God-given rights. So... 
like I said, though, I, I, I'm excited. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go this morning. But uh, the Lord, the Lord, I'm going to tell you this. Be, be, be aware of what's going on, but put the Lord first. I said that a while back on a podcast, and I think I put that on YouTube. You should go check that out. So uh, we're doing a little something different with the YouTube channel and all that good stuff. Oh, that's a good thing. Um, So I, I, I go ahead and I put shorts. I go ahead and put TikToks out there. I'm on TikTok and on YouTube. And uh, I was pleasantly surprised the other day. I went ahead and put a clip, and I titled this Democrats running in circles and um i said because biden is doing the same thing that trump did and i i wasn't you know unfortunately youtube and tiktok ain't the most conservative um outlets out there but uh i went ahead and i, I did a few things different and within 15 minutes on youtube we had over um I think 1,400 views on that short. We had all kind of comments come out. I started a conversation like I normally do. Um, TikTok was taking a little while, but when TikTok hit it, and just, I haven't checked it this morning, but last night when I checked, I hit almost 1,700 views. So I, technically on a social media app, if you hit 2,000, you kind of went viral. Um, <laughs> not not everybody knows it, but um, but almost four, close to 3,000, 4,000 plays. So I'm excited. We getting some of the word out there. So, all right, I'm, I'm chasing rabbits. I'm telling you all some good things, but we need to get into our topics. And this morning I want to talk about the, the, the left's war on the second amendment. I have done episodes like this before and it's been a while, but this week, ladies and gentlemen, it has, it has been ramped up a little bit because, uh, first off in Illinois, um, Illinois went ahead in, um, Let's see. I'm trying to find a quote. Yeah. Um, so this is from Town Hall uh, newspaper, townhall.com. And Town Hall has this article where they are announcing that there is a there is a legal fight for the Illinois gun control bill ban that was passed earlier this year. What bill I'm talking about? Well, Town Hall covered it early this month. How Democrat Governor J.P. Pesker Pesker signed the legislation to protect Illinois Communities Act. This bill was passed by both chambers of the Illinois uh, uh, legislation. Um, the bill banned semi-automatic sporting rifles and as well as high capacity magazines and rap rapid fire devices. Um, this is a quote from the, 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 the governor of Illinois. For too long, people have lived in fear of being gunned down in school while worshiping at celebrations or in their own front yard. This, uh, this legislation will stop the spread of assault weapons, high capacity magazine and switcher and switchers and make our state a safer place for all. Um, he said, uh, the governor said in a statement, the ban impact 2.5 million legal gun owners in the state. Now, uh, before this bill went into effect, gun sales spiked. That's how it normally does. If you have a governor or you have a president or you have some someone in legislation starts talking about gun bans, gun sales are going to go up because normally you get grandfathered in. Now, this ban is facing 
legal action. Um, it was just a matter of time before this happened. And uh, Illinois' newly enacted gun control law on sporting rifles will face the first legal challenge this week. There's all there's a there was also a second uh, lawsuit filed. This lawsuit that was filed is on the behalf of over 800 plaintiffs. And ladies and gentlemen, look, honest, I'm going to give you some content around the Second Amendment. Amendment. I have a book right here by David Burden. It's called the the Second Amendment. And there's quotes in there of, um, of, um, of Supreme Court justices that went ahead uh, at very the beginning of gun rights legislation or, um, you know, Supreme Court's quotes on the Second Amendment and our founding fathers. Um, David Borden is a real, real good uh, historian. You should go check him out. But the Second Amendment, ladies and gentlemen, was not made for hunting. I, 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 that, that is a pet peeve of mine when I hear the left go ahead and say this. Well, the Second Amendment was for you to have the right to go hunting. I'm going to quote Joe Biden later on, where Joe Biden was talking about high capacity magazines. And his famous line is that a deer ain't wearing a bulletproof vest or a Keflon vest. Why do you need that many rounds in a gun? Why do you need so many magazines? Why do you need so many bullets in a magazine? Why? Because the founding fathers thought that our protection was a God-given right. We should have the right to protect ourselves. Also, you got to realize, too, when the founding fathers wrote the Second Amendment, they were fighting off a tyrannical government, the Brit- the British. The, the king, King George from across the sea was trying to rule these people, and they fought back with muskets and things of that nature. So the Second Amendment is really to protect you, your first, uh, your personal protection, but at the same time to protect you from a tyrannical government. Now that is not just necessarily the United States. If the, if the government will go ahead and say, Hey, we want to be dictators, but it's from a foreign, um, a foreign country coming and trying to attack us. And ladies and gentlemen, this is where the ironic thing about it is every, every person I'm about to mention in this story today, all encourage Ukrainians to carry weapons. Oh, every Ukrainian to carry a weapon in Ukraine when Russia came and invade them. Do you know why Russia has not taken over Ukraine yet? Because that's one thing I do agree. We helped and we sent them weapons and they gave it to the common man and woman, women of Ukraine. Um, Russia could not just rush in there and attack them and take over their lands. They didn't know if they were going to be facing the end of a barrel. But these are the same politicians, Biden, probably this governor, um, everybody in the leadership all told Ukraine, hey, get guns. But they want us, the American citizens, to give up ours. And ladies and gentlemen, this is a good thing. This is a good thing that we're fighting this in court because this is uh, this is an infringement on the Second Amendment to ban high capacity magazines, to ban semi-automatic weapons is wrong because the, the, the second amendment never ever specified what type of gun we can own. It just said you have the right to bear arms. It, it, it did not specify hey, modern sport and rifle. It didn't, it didn't, it didn't uh, mention uh, a handgun. It, it, it just said you have the right to bear arms. So this, so this is one way we're fighting the left right now. We are fighting with this lawsuit. Now, there will be other lawsuits coming up because 
Biden, the Biden administration, and this is according to Fox News, GOP lawmakers, NRA slam ATF rule to regulate pistol braces, unconstitutional overreach. What is this about? Well, the Bureau of Alcohol, Firearms, Tobacco, and Explosives finalized new regulation Friday that will treat guns with stabilizing accessories like a short barrel rifle, which requires a federal license to own under the National Firearms Act. The move is part of a comprehension gun crime strategy President Biden announced in April 2021. In response to the massacre at the grocery store in Blunder, Colorado, where a gunman used a stabilizer brace to kill 10 people. The stabilizer brace was also used in a shooting in Dayton, Ohio, that left nine people dead in 2019. Announcing the rule, Attorney General Marin Garland said that the stabilizing brace accessories, which were designed to help disabled combat veterans enjoy recreational shooting, transform pistols into short to shoot barrel, a uh, short barrel rifles. Keeping our community safe from gun violence is amongst the department's highest priority, Garland said. Almost a century ago, Congress demanded that sharp barrel rifles must be subject to Hyatt requirements. Today, rules make clear that firearm manufacturers, dealers, and individuals cannot avoid these important public safety protections simply by adding accessories to pistols that transform them into short barrel rifles now ladies and gentlemen the fta went ahead and said we're going to change the rule on people to make this illegal now now what comes with the rule while well, i was doing some research this morning um you won't be able to go you you can't even have these things you're not grandfathered in when I started hearing about this story, there was there's people that are upset that bought these things legally when it was all right to buy them. But now the ATF is saying, hey, you have 120 days after this rule gets passed to go ahead and register your firearm or take off that that accessory. If not, you are going to be a felon and you're going to hold an illegal gun. Ladies and gentlemen, this is unconstitutional oh what you mean Isaac? that that part isn't you cannot tell a private citizen how what you i understand regulations don't get me wrong i sold firearms i worked for an outdoor retail store where i went ahead and i did i sold the firearms to people but ladies and gentlemen you cannot go ahead on the spur of the moment and tell people hey we're changing the rule and you only have 120 days to change those accessories or you're going to be labeled as a felon ladies and gentlemen you know how many multi-million well not say multi you know how many million how many people have these things millions upon millions what a, and i heard a gun advocate talk about this today he and i'm giving props he said well what about those people that don't know about gun regulation see there's a lot of people like us that that follow this we know what's going on, but there's tons of people that are going to be labeled as a felon for having something on their firearm that they didn't know they had or that was wrong. Now, also, this isn't a law, ladies and gentlemen. This is a rule that the ATF said we're going to implement. Who, who's in charge of the ATF right now? Well, you have a director, but 
He answers the one person, Joe Biden. And we know that Joe Biden is against the Second Amendment. Well, Isaac, how can you say Biden is against the Second Amendment? He said he's for the Second Amendment. Yeah, he said he's for the Second Amendment, but his actions are speaking louder than his words. If he was for the Second Amendment, he wouldn't be trying to implement gun legislation to stop his own citizens from having firearms. On Monday, President Biden was at an MLK uh, event where you're supposed to go ahead and honor the great Martin Luther King. This event was to, to go ahead and remember his legacy and what he did for equal rights up, um, uh, amongst the uh, African-American community. But what did Biden do at this event? Well, Biden went ahead and tagged the Second Amendment people with a quote. I love my right wing friends who talk about their tree of liberty is the wa is water of the blood of patriot. He said, if you need to work about if you if you need to work about work about taking on the federal government, you need F-15s. You don't need AR-15s. Biden uh, also. So he, he went ahead and attacked the Second Amendment people. He went ahead and also he used the quote, well, if you're hunting, why, why you need all them, mag you know, why you need all them bullets in a magazine? And he says, I banned uh, assault weapons before and I will ban them again. Ladies and gentlemen, the president of the United States, think about this, that ironic, think how, think, think how, how ironic this is. This president just a few months ago told the U Ukrainian people, get firearms and protect yourselves from a tyrannical government attacking them from outside their country. But he's trying to stop American citizens from having that same right. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I know what this is all about. This is this dawned on me this morning. And look, I, uh, I think it's Colin Noor, the gun activist I heard this from. And he made sense. And I'm like, yep, that, that's probably why they are doing this. If you notice on this quote, Donald, uh, President uh, Biden said that if you got to take on the government, see, ladies and gentlemen, a tyrannical government or somebody that is trying to dictate you is going to try to take your rights away so the government has more power. See, the First and Second Amendment limit the federal government of doing a lot of stuff. So for them to get more power, they have to take away those rights. And Biden said it like this, because he wants to be big, bad government, and he don't want nobody standing in his way. He wants to ban the Second Amendment so he can force his will on you. Oh, Isaac, that's, that's speculation. Might be. But why he says if you're going to take on the government, you need F-15s, not AR-15s. Think about this, ladies and gentlemen. When the government gets big, I've been, I've been talking a lot about big government lately because I've been seeing a lot of stuff go on with this. When big government wants to oppose their will on people, they take rights that protect the people. And this is why the left has a war on guns. This is why the left has a war on, on the Second Amendment because the Second Amendment stops them. And ladies and gentlemen, they're not going to go ahead and just say, hey, we're going to abolish the Second Amendment. What they do, they start by banning it in certain states, like in Illinois, which is under legal. I talked about it earlier. It's under legal. It's, it's in the court systems now. It's had, there's a lawsuit file. 
or they go ahead and they, they go to government agencies that don't have the right to make laws. But they, these government agents think they do, and they're going to go ahead and say, hey, we're going to change the rule, and you got to follow us or you're going to go to jail, and they take bits and pieces away. See, I disagree with Trump when he took away the, butt, uh, the bump stocks of the guns. Because that, that, that was, I hate to say it, I like Trump, but Trump did wrong with that. And you notice there's, and then the left advocates for this, hey, let's take this away. Oh, no, we got to take that away now. Oh, this is dangerous. We got to take this away. Until after the wall, you, you, you don't have nothing. You're like, oh, well, we have a Second Amendment right. Yeah, but that's our law. This is our law. And the government takes away. And then when statements like this, when President Biden comes out and says, well, you need F-15s, not AR-15s to take on the government, you start wondering, what is the government doing? And this is from the left. This isn't from the right. I, I don't think there's no, there, there, there is no, so, uh, there is no right-minded Republican that would say something like this. But ladies and gentlemen, we need to protect our rights. We need to protect our rights as American citizens to make sure we, we keep our freedoms. Because if you leave it up to the left, they're going to take away all your guns. No, they're not pro-Second Amendment because their actions speak louder than words. With that being said, we'll be right back after this short break. How you doing, everyone? Isaac here. I'm the Cajun Conservative. And I want to thank Brother Lanny Hayes from Hayes' Dump Truck Service for their generous support of the Cajun Conservative and Brothers Just Searching. Hayes' Dump Truck Service serves the Lafayette and surrounding areas. If you have any job that you need done, like cleanup or hauling material to your job site or your home, we haul limestone, we haul sand, we haul topsoil, any type of material you need. If you're in the Lafayette and surrounding areas, please call Brother Lanny Hayes at 337-852-8043. Remember, Hayes is Dump Truck Service, where Jesus is Lord of the company. Cleansed and made us whole. All right, everybody, welcome back to the second segment of the Cajun Conservative Show today. Uh, so, ladies and gentlemen, I got some news um, about The Chosen. Um, giving some brief background, The Chosen is a TV series uh, created by Dallas Jenkins. He is a uh, he was somebody in Hollywood. He he has a great testimony. Um, he worked in Hollywood and he he wanted to make movies and he made I think he made like one or two movies and it just flopped and Dallas Jenkins is a Christian he says he's a Christian and he had a great idea to make a series based on Jesus Christ I've seen season one season two saw the I went to the theaters when uh when season three came out me and a couple of friends of ours we went watch it and uh, I think some of our, yeah, some of our youth members were there. So we, we went watch it and it, it, it made, um, it made headway when it did that, when it released its uh, season openers in theaters, uh, it broke theater records. It, I, it didn't make the number one best selling opening weekend, but I think it ended up being like number four, number, uh, number three, number four, some around that area. Now, The Chosen has decided to go ahead and put their final 
back in theaters. This comes from the Daily Wire. Uh, fans of The Chosen crushed the Fathom event movie ticket site after news broke about when they were when and where they could watch the final of season three of the popular series that explores Jesus through the eyes and lives of those who those close to him. Um, during a chosen live stream on Sunday, the creator and director of the fan supported series, Dallas Jenkins announced that the final will deb debut in theaters on February 2nd and 3rd at 3 PM and 7 PM in local markets. Christian highlight uh, reported on Monday. So ladies and gentlemen, the, the, the chosen series is making headway. Um, Dallas Jenkins, this is the third season. He's going to probably work. He's, he's, he's going to work on the fourth season. If I'm not mistaken, according to the people that make the chosen, they're trying to shoot for eight to nine seasons. And ladies and gentlemen, th th to me as a believer, this is, this is, this is great. Do I agree with everything with the chosen? No. I, like I said, I've watched uh, the two seasons. There are some things I, 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 I wonder what they were thinking. And, but at the same time, uh, a Jesus movie. That, now, ladies and gentlemen, back in the fifty, Ben Hur, uh, the Ten Commandments, uh, Sesame in the Mill. They, they this, the director directed both these shows. Uh, back in the 50s, 60s, and seventies, you saw Bible movies all over the place. And as we came to a society that wanted to go further away from Christianity, we started seeing the the Bible movies slowly, slowly dissipate. Now you have Christian um, Christian studios. They do well, but a lot of their movies are they're not the best. The Chosen is a real good movie. Real, made 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 good. It, it just um, the storylines are there. Um, the, why am I bringing this up? Because, ladies and gentlemen, I think America through the Chosen is showing Hollywood we don't want propaganda. Now, you that are on the left or some of my atheist friends might say, well, hold on, Isaac, hold on. Dallas Jenkins has an agenda. He wants to show the life of Christ. Yeah, he's a Christian. Everything we do should have a purpose. Um, this show right here, I, I explore the truth and I, uh, I, I tell you the truth and I expose the lies. Um, that's just not political, though. You know how many people have told me they... They, they started thinking about their faith because they listened to the Cajun conservative show. Cause my main thought ain't politics. My main thought is Jesus Christ and what he done on the cross and shredding, uh, spreading the good news. But ladies and gentlemen, Hollywood has taken it a step further. They're not making movies where you entertain them more. They're making movies with agenda to push. And, and look, this is a, this is a fight. This is a, this, the chosen is a, is a, um, is an example of how to fight back. Ladies and gentlemen, The Chosen is breaking records. While movies like Bros, Lightyear, and Strange Worlds, Strange World, are flopping at the box office. Because, ladies and gentlemen, I, you know, I, I know I'm going to blow some of my uh, my my liberal friends' mind what I'm what I'm about to say. Majority of Americans don't want woke agenda pushed to them. <gasps> they don't want. Liberalism pushed on him. <gasps> I can just see all my liberal friends now. They, <gasps> um, they don't want the gay agenda push on them. No, I, like I said, I can I can see the left. I can see the left doing this. 
they're pushing and pushing and pushing this agenda on us. But this is one another example of many examples of how America, especially Christian America, is pushing the chosen and, and making it known that that's the content they want. They want Christianity. They want Jesus. They don't want leftist agenda. They don't want the they don't want the wokeness. They don't want the gay agenda pushed upon people. Like I said, the chosen breaking numbers, ladies and gentlemen. And, and look, I'm I'm excited. Like I said, I, I can't wait. I, I, I watched the first two episodes. I'm probably going to watch them again of season three. Um, I have a lot of people that oh, we don't like the chosen. Um, I rather I rather go watch the chosen than go watch Strange World. I rather my kids watch the chosen. At least, at least they have something of biblical understanding. And look, this isn't the first time. Uh, I don't know if a lot of you remember the Bible series that came out. Now, I don't. I watched a few episodes. I disagree with it biblically. There was a lot of things unbiblical with it, so I didn't watch it all the way. But though that movie was a hit as well. It's it's kind of funny. Biblical movies may are making hit and look this, this is the whole thing too the bible didn't get no recognition uh the chosen isn't getting no recognition now in the christian world it is but hollywood is hey we're separating from that because unfortunately hollywood don't love jesus all right let's move on so we we have we have another debate happening in the house of representatives since the house of representatives have taken over uh, been taken over by the republican party biden's have really been at a stalemate he he can't really get nothing done and now this is going both ways by the way ladies and gentlemen look i'm happy for the investigations look i'm glad we got the speaker of the house situation all done we got things back that we haven't had and that was the, that's one of the things i agree with the 20 holding out um but republicans can't get bills passed because biden already said i if they send something to my desk i'm gonna veto it you know he does that strange whisper like "Ooh, i'm so scared he's whispering maybe he had to catch his breath i don't know but biden um biden can't get nothing done because congress won't let it pass and the republicans really can't get nothing done but as for investigations and putting things back the wasteful spending the, biden can't go ahead and say hey i want to spend another 1.7 trillion dollars and the democrats give them a thumbs up they can't do that no more why am i bringing this up because we have a new crisis on the rise the Biden administration and the House, this is from Politico, uh, the, the Biden administration and House Republicans are heading towards an Intel, I'm trying to make sure I'm reading it correctly. Forgive me, I'm not the best reader out there. Headed towards the Intel Thursday debt ceiling deadline without even a hint of an endgame, ensuring months-long standoff that poses the rattle financial markets and worries about a recession this year. Uh, the two sides are effectively struggling as the Treasury Department warns the country will hit the 31.4 trillion borrowing cap Thursday. Now, you're listening to this on Thursday, so we hit it because I didn't get no report saying they, they made they, they extended the debt. 
uh, thought is not a hard deadline as the department can still use actuarial measures to pay the bills for another few months, but it means a potential economical doomsday clock is officially ticking with House Republicans still insisting on massive spending cuts before they help raise the debt ceiling and Democrats refuse to engage in the idea. So what's happening is uh, Jana, Janice uh, Ellis went ahead and sent a letter to Congress and said, listen, this is the whole outline. Y'all need to raise the debt ceiling. I don't have the quote from President Biden, but President Biden has already said, listen, Republicans, y'all need to raise the debt ceiling with no measures. Just raise it. Just go ahead and raise it up. And Republicans, I believe, are doing right. Now, you might, I can hear all my friends on the left. Well, of course you think they're right. You're a conservative and you're a Republican. But it's kind of funny. Democrats are, yeah, let's just go ahead and do a measure. Let's just raise the debt ceiling without any complications. And, and this is, this is where, I, this is where I, when I heard this, I'm like, wait a minute. Hold on a second. The president is telling Congress, raise the debt ceiling. And no complications, no no measures, no nothing. Just go ahead and let's raise this thing so we can pay our bills. And like I said, I believe the Republicans are doing right. No, we're going to cut spending here. We're going to cut spending there. And before we raise the debt ceiling, because we can save money other places. And if you think about it, the Republican Party are doing what normal people do. Unfortunately, I had to go through bankruptcy. I was young and stupid one time. And unfortunately, I, I you know, I, I had I, I did I did probably one of the youngest people's worst nightmare. I grabbed credit cards and I extended them. And guess what? I, I fell into debt. And now, like I said, I'm a little older and wiser. But you, you go ahead and it, you, when you, you have a debt or you, you're living on a budget. If there's something that you can't pay for, you take that out. And not essentials, I understand. But ladies and gentlemen, the federal government don't do this, especially the Democrat Party. The Democrat Party says, well, look, we need more money. Well, we're just going to we're going to ask for an extension on our loan. Or are we going to go ahead and just, hey, can you extend our debt, our, our limit on our debt? And, and I'm going to use the example of a credit card because um, just say if you have a two hundred dollar credit limit on your credit card. You use the two hundred dollars. And the credit card, you can't use it no more. But you, the credit card company calls you and says, hey, guy, we're going to go ahead and um, we're going to raise it up to $300. Oh, great. I got a $300 to spend. Now, you still owe the $200, but you got $300 and you spend that $300. So now you owe $500. Credit card company calls you and says, hey, we're going to extend you to $500 more. And you spend that $500, well, guess what? You owe 1000 and it just the cycle keeps on coming. Eventually, the credit card company is going to say, hey, we're not extending your, uh, your limit no more. We want our money. And you're so far in debt, well, you can't get out of it. And that's what America is doing right now. See, that's what the Democrat Party wants to do. And, and the, the Democrat Party can set their own debt ceiling. I understand that. But ladies and gentlemen, we're about to hit our, our national debt, 31 Point four trillion dollars, and President Biden say, "Hey, we want to, we're going to extend, we want to extend it again, or we're going to have com complications." 
Now, ladies and gentlemen, the Democrats are using a fear tactic on the Republican Party who are saying, no, we shouldn't extend our debt ceiling. We should go ahead and cut things out so we can live within our means. But now the administration, the Biden administration, oh, man, you, you see, you got to raise it. Why? Because according to Janet, Janet Ellis, Ellen, from um, from the, tre- the Treasury Secretary, she says until the department is uh, until the debt ceiling is raised, basically, um, the department is suspending investments in certain government retirement funds. <gasps> oh, so all the people, including politicians, um, if if this isn't solved, they're gonna have to stop investing in their retirement funds, and um. And hoping the House GOP and Democrats can come to an agreement to keep the government from careering, carrying, carrying into an economical crisis with the far-reaching consequences. Uh, but Yellen, earning the congressional leaders, has spiraled into any movement towards even the beginning of a deal between Congress and the White House. That's from Political. Ladies, so ladies and gentlemen, and, and look, I, I'm not the greatest financial mind out there. Like I said, I've learned a few things. But ladies and gentlemen, th- this right here shows the incompetence. Um, it's showing the. I'm trying to say it right. It's showing the 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 the, the reckless spending of Washington. Because we we have a debt of thirty one point four trillion. My my first president, I really remember good because I was old enough. Was George W. Bush. And Barack Obama said it was, I think, I think Bush went up to 4 trillion and he called it unpatriotic. You know, that was only a short 20 some years ago. Our government is spending more money now on government programs and, and all this stuff. And the country's in so much debt. I, I would hate to see when the bank would say, no, we want our money back. $31 trillion. And, and it's like nothing. And, and that's, that's where that's where I'm coming to the point with this. When I heard President Biden, uh, when I heard that President Biden said, hey, Congress, y'all need to pass, raise the debt ceiling without any measures, without any oversights, without, without anything. Just raise the ceiling. That scared me. Because, ladies and gentlemen, how much are they going to raise it? $1 trillion, $2 trillion, $5 trillion? And ladies and gentlemen, I, look, I, I don't know about you, but government invested funds, I think that's only for government workers. This is scary right here. Now, look, this this is a whole this is a whole nother issue, too. They're talking about a recession. I heard this. Today, I heard that. Oh, it said in this article, oh, we're going to probably face recession this year. Oh, my goodness. Oh, wait a minute. I thought I thought we, we weren't headed towards a recession, according to the president and the Democrats. But when I came in the show, when I said a two, a two, a two negative GDP growth shows that we're in a recession, I say we're in a recession. People laughed at me. Do you know why we're going to head into a recession? Because the government can't pay their debt, which means that the Democrat Party has spent way more money than they're supposed to. And look, I'm not just going to blame the Democrat Party. It's also the Republicans. Trump did this. Trump raised the debt ceiling with Mitch McConnell uh, in, in leadership. They raised the debt ceiling to, to pay for things. And that was wrong. I, I believe that was wrong. 
Now, like I said, I could be, I, I, I don't know all about this. But what I'm seeing right here, reckless spending has led us to this point. To where every year we have to, we, we're, there's a threat of a government shutdown because the government don't have enough money to go through the year because pr uh, President Biden and the Democrat Party and some Republicans has decided to spend more money than we have. That is reckless spending. And w the America needs to get its, its stuff together. America needs to get together and we need to stop this reckless spending. Look, yeah, we are, I, look, we are the greatest nation in the world. I believe that with all my heart. We are the greatest nation in the world. But we will not be if we keep going down the road we're going. Unfortunately. With that being said, we'll be right back after this short break. Cheers and good on you, boys and girls. My name is Scott Ford, and I have a podcast on Spotify. I would love it if you went over and subscribed to my podcast. It's a talk show. It covers a wide variety of topics. I cover success, motivation, uh, funny stories, topical events, things going on in the world. And I would love it if you went over and subscribed to my podcast. Thank you so much, Isaac. God bless. Enjoy your life. All right, everybody, welcome back to the final segment of this episode of the Cajun Conservative Show. <laughs> I laughed. Um, I laughed the uh, the other day when I heard this story. Um, so Mayor Eric Adams. The mayor of New York, a liberal, a real, a real, real hard liberal. Now, now he 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 ran as for being for the police. He did run. Um, he thought we they need to do more things in New York. Uh, mayor De Blasio really, really um, tore up New York. And of course, what's the best thing to do in New York when a when a Democrat ruins everything? Hey, we just elect another. Uh, Democrat, not as hardcore Democrat, but uh, Eric Adams has been, uh, he, he, he's up there with the leftists. Um, he believes in sanctuary city cities. He believes, um, that people should come over the Southern border. He, he believes all that ladies and gentlemen, but Eric Adams took a special trip to El Paso, Texas. And he went ahead and saw individuals coming over the border. He uh, went to facilities and uh, give him his, this is the credit he gets. Um, he did way more than Biden did. Biden showed up for two hours, talked to a couple of people and shook hands and took off. He didn't go look at people crossing over. He didn't, um, he didn't see, he basically, he didn't do, he didn't do a lot what Eric Adams did. Adams did a lot more, but why did Eric Adams go to the border? Well, because Eric Adams says there's no more room for border crossers in Sanctuary City, New York. Huh? That's right, ladies and gentlemen. New York Mayor, this is from Breitbart. New York City Mayor Eric Adams says there is simply no more room for border crossers and illegal immigrants in the Sanctuary City. After tens of thousands have arrived since the spring of last year, most sent by Texas Greg Abbott on buses. I heard now. That people are hearing about this in Mexico. They're crossing over the border and they want to get to New York because New York also gives them um, 
hotel rooms. Um, they give them, uh, they give them cash. They, they, they give, they, New York gives legal immigrants everything. And they have one quote I heard that when Eric Adam was down there talking to a legal immigrant, they go, oh, you're the mayor of New York. You give us everything. Ladies and gentlemen, it's getting bad to where Mayor Adams, where he brings these illegal immigrants that they are having sexual intercourse in the hallways and they have to call law enforcement. It is getting bad in New York, but this is now this is where I'm going to come with this story. Oh, there's no more room. It's kind of funny. He was not saying that about Texas. He wasn't saying that about the state of Arizona or the state of California. Right, let's just say it, all the southern states that are right by Mexico. Because see, ladies and gentlemen, Eric Adams, uh, uh, Contra, uh, Contra, uh, uh, I forgot the mayor of um, Chicago's name is skipping me. Um, mayor of New Orleans, all these leftist mayor, they, mayors, they weren't saying this a couple of months ago. They were saying, y'all need to let them come in. Oh, these poor legal immigrants, they need to come in. They need to come and have sanctuary. They need to go ahead and have help. They're living in poor societies. You need you need them to come and, and be part of the great American dream. And their tune changed when Greg Abbott and Ron DeSantis said, y'all want them? We, you know, we'll take them legally. We won't take them illegally. So instead of sending them back to Mexico, they sent them to New York City. They sent them to Chicago. They sent them to Denver, Colorado. They they started sending these illegal immigrants all over the place. Now we're to this point. Please stop coming. Please see. And I think this was the this was the end game of Greg Abbott and Ron DeSantis. Let's show these 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 states that say, let them come in. Oh, please take care of them. See, it wasn't affecting New York City. It wasn't affecting Chicago. But now, all of a sudden, it's affecting Mayor Adams. Now he's asking migrants, please don't come. Please, oh, please don't. He's also asking President Biden for aid to keep sheltering these people. It's, it's kind of funny how when the shoe's on the other foot, southern states have been asking, uh, Republican governors have been asking the president and the federal government, please send us funds to take care of these people. Y'all telling us we can't send them back. Uh, Greg Abbott's in the middle of building a wall across Texas, and the federal government is really upset about it. But but you want you want these states to take care of these people. And you had these mayors, all of them. All leftist leaning mayors. Oh, leave them alone. Y'all can afford it. Y'all can. And now that it's not sitting their back door. Oh, they have a different tone. Now, will this visit change how the Democrats look at the border? Nope. Because you see, Biden isn't fighting with it. Congress isn't fighting with it. Well, Republicans, they want to they change it. But the congressional Democrats ain't fighting this. The, the Senate Democrats ain't fighting this. It's the states that 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 the migrants are coming in, and also it's the cities that they're the, the the cities that are dealing with this. And ladies and gentlemen, on a final note, Mayor, uh, Mayor Eric Adams is getting publicity for doing this. But what about all the states and towns that Biden did this to? Don't you remember in the middle of the night when Biden boarded up illegal immigrants on planes and sent them to North Carolina? 
sent them to, I think it was Monroe, Louisiana. He scattered them all over the country. You did not have, and you had, you had mayors that were Republicans saying this isn't right. Y'all shouldn't do it. And you know what Biden told them? Suck it up. Just go ahead and hey, deal with it. I'm done with it. I send them somewhere. And he, now that they're in liberal cities, Democrat mayors are getting recognition. While those mayors that were Republicans are like, they, they didn't get nothing. Unfortunately. All right, let's move on. Um, the scandal of the Biden documents is growing and growing. Uh, there's been, I, I heard there's been a fourth batch been found in Biden's other home in Delaware. That must be nice, by the way. I'm just saying. So the, Biden lives in Delaware and he got two houses that I'm aware of in the same city. Um, is one on the south side of town, the north side of town. If you don't be there on Monday, you go there on Wednesday. Uh, if you don't be there on Monday, you go there to your other house. Um, probably all fully furnished. Uh, <laughs> I'm just, just saying. But, but anyway, so, and we also heard that Hunter Biden had access to the Corvette. So when Biden told Peter Dorsey, hey, guys, my Corvette was locked. Nobody gets in there. Uh, Hunter Biden got in there. Them documents had to show up in the garage anyway. But anyway, so 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 this whole the whole document situation is starting to unfold. Now, the Republicans are asking, well, who had access to these documents? And the Biden administration saying, oh, we don't know. And when asked why you don't know, because the Secret Service um, and, and some of the federal government saying, well, that is Biden's private residency and we don't keep visitors logs. According to Fox News, no visitors logs exist for Biden's Wilmington home, cited a classified document discovery, White House Counsel's Office says. So, ladies and gentlemen, there, we don't know who went into the Biden home. We don't know if Hunter Biden had a, a party and somebody spilled punch on these top secret documents. Uh, we don't know if somebody went ahead, like in the movie, and said, hey, I'm from the... Um, I'm from the landscaping company and they could have been a foreign agent. We just don't really know. Now, these are the same people that say, well, look, we, there's no visitors logs, but criticize Donald Trump for having a, for having documents in a place where secret service was located. And so far that we know Donald Trump only had them documents in one place. And that was Mar-a-Lago under lock and key. Cause I'm here. Look, I, and this started a conversation on TikTok with me. Um, when I heard people telling me that the, pre the vice president had can declassify documents because Obama signed an executive order, I never heard of that. That would have made big news. Um, you you have people saying that Donald Trump had classified. You have you have a lot of people on the left trying to say this is totally different. Biden only had a few, while while uh, Biden uh, while Trump had three hundred. Ladies and gentlemen, there is no difference. They both had classified documents. Now, the only difference I've seen, because some people say, well, he didn't work with the FBI. Yeah, he worked with the FBI. There's, there's proof of that. FBI told him to lock it on a door. Biden had it, uh, Trump had it on the lock and key with Secret Service details. Biden had it on the side of his Corvette. Now, we have found other news concerning this. This is from the Daily Wire. The DOJ declined to monitor Biden's attorney's search for classified doc at president's home. This is a report that says the Department of Justice 
reportedly de decided against monitoring President Joe Biden's legal team as it searched the president Wilmington, the president's Wilmington, Delaware home for classified documents. The DOJ officials consider sending FBI agents to monitor the search conducted by the Biden personnel attorneys, but decided against the oversight to avoid complications, the, co complicating the investigation. And because Biden's legal team had been cooperative, according to the Wall Street Journal. So, ladies and gentlemen, President Biden had liberty to let his lawyers look at the documents. And because, according to the DOJ, his lawyers were cooperating with the DOJ, they were not going to go ahead and send federal agents to monitor these lawyers who do not have top secret classification, uh, top secret classification clearance go through top secret documents. Now, ladies and gentlemen, this is where I want to go ahead and bring out a point. Did Donald Trump get the same courtesy? No. Did Donald Trump go ahead and get the same? No. You know what Donald Trump got rated? People, the FBI went with helicopters, went with firearms, went block every entrance. Now look, their secret service that stay at Mar-a-Lago because of former president Donald Trump. Donald Trump didn't get the liberty of having his lawyers tell the FBI, hey, we're going to go through these documents. But somehow or another, Biden did. Ladies and gentlemen, the reason being is because President Biden's DOJ wanted dirt on President, Bi uh, President Trump because President Trump could be a political opponent of Biden in 2024. It's just, it's just kind of funny how President Trump got raided. After he did talk with the FBI and he, he did ask them, what y'all want me to do with these top secret documents? And they said, look, lock them on the, on the, on the lock and key. He did it. But ladies and gentlemen, when the DOJ knew there possibly was top secret documents at President Biden's Wilmington, Delaware home, you know, y'all been working with us. Y'all been, y'all been, y'all been doing everything right. We're not going to send nobody to monitor y'all. Y'all don't have top secret clearance. No, but please be honest with us and don't look at those documents. Like I said, would Donald Trump get the same courtesy? No, Donald Trump wouldn't have got the same courtesy, but Biden's lawyers that are not cleared to see top secret documents could go ahead and look for them. Don't you see the hypocrisy right here, ladies and gentlemen? Don't, don't you just see that this right here is why Americans are frustrated with this scandal? Because President Biden is getting everything, everything that President Biden's doing, everything that he has done. It's, it's okay. His lawyers cooperated with us. But Trump. It's rated. Well, it's different. Trump wasn't giving the top secret documents back. There is reports he did try to work with the FBI. He did try to work with the, the National Archives. 
ladies and gentlemen, the whole DOJ right now is politicized. Because Biden is getting the the slow, Biden is getting everything handed to him. You don't have to worry about FBI's overlooking your lawyers. You don't have to worry about the FBI meddling in the, the special counsel. All he's going to look is the speak the, the secret documents. But Trump gets raided. Trump is in it's criminal is being criminally investigated. His special counsel could look at everything, even stuff that is not pertaining to the documents. And they wonder why we say there's a double standard. All right, let's go on with this last story. Um, so the uh, the White House is demanding McCarthy to come clean, ladies and gentlemen. That's right. Kevin McCarthy needs to come clean about his deal with the GOP holdouts. Um, this is from townhall.com. The White House is calling on House Speaker Kevin McCarthy to come clean about the deal he made with a group of Republican lawmakers who intentionally objected to his speaker bid. An unprecedented uh, uh, tax hike on the middle class and a national abortion ban are just a glimpse of the secret backroom deals Speaker McCarthy made with extreme MAGA members to end this month's uh, chaotic election elections and claim the gavel. The White House Deputy Press Secretary Andrew Bates said in a statement to Political, "It is well past time for Speaker McCarthy and the ultra MAGA Republicans, House members, to come out of the dark and tell the American people in full what they decided in secret." So, ladies and gentlemen, the, the Deputy Press Secretary. Andrew Bates, who sounds a lot better than Corrine Jean-Pierre, demand that the Republicans come out in the open and tell the American people, what did y'all decide? What decisions y'all made to, 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 for Kevin McCarthy to get that speaker's position? Now, ladies and gentlemen, I, I know there was backroom deals. Now, the thing of it is, all the backroom deals that they've done have helped America because now we're starting to see with people in the right position, investigations into the Biden family syndicate, where Hunter Biden, the Hunter Biden, Hunter Biden laptop, Joe Biden's dealings with Ukraine, and all this stuff. We, we, we're getting investigations now. We're, we're, getting, we're getting people on committees that are dedicated to investigating the president and to see what he's doing. Well, that's wrong, Isaac. Well, the Democrats did it for two years with Donald Trump. The January 6th committee, all nine people and voted to impeach Donald Trump and they did not try to find the truth. No way, shape or form. So, ladies and gentlemen, now that we have the Republicans doing what the Democrats did, oh, they need to come on the open. I wonder how many backroom deals did the Democrats have to make to get certain things done? Um, let, let, Let's use for a whole example, because let's talk about backroom deals. Um, uh, Joe Manchin. And Chuck Schumer, remember the Inflation Reduction Act that was not that, that, that really didn't bring down inflation. Um, made backroom deals to get that done. Why don't the Democrats come out in the open and tell the world what they decided in the backroom deals? I'm using my whisper voice like Joe Biden. Um, but but now that the Republicans are ahead, oh, they need to come clean. They need to be they need they need to be truthful with the American people while the Democrat Party never did. And ladies and gentlemen, I, look, 
I've been hearing this. I've been hearing this statement for the last week. The Democrat Party always accused the Republican Party of doing something that they'd done. Think about this, okay? Because of classified documents, Biden said, "Uh, you need a yeah, yeah." That was totally irresponsible of President Trump to go ahead and have classified documents in his home unsecured. While we have four locations where there was un- there was there was classified documents that Biden had, uh, prick quo, uh, prick quo, quo, um, where remember Donald Trump wanted an investigate wanted stuff investigated about Biden from Ukraine, and he he denied which Ukraine got all the money, but he denied money from them until he got that information. But you have President Biden, who then was Vice President Biden, say, I wanted that SOB fire because he was investigating Biden or our uh, Hunter, and I told him I would have withhold funds, and guess what? They fired that SOB. Y'all don't remember that? Um, now we have the Democrat Party saying the Republican Party should come out in the open to reveal what they decided in backroom deals. This is showing that America can't trust the Republican Party. But Joe Manchin and Chuck Schumer can go sit behind a door and wait for the chips bill to pass. Then come out and say, hey, guys, we're passing the, uh, the infrastructure bill. Um, and and this is this is stuff they told me they're, they're going to give me so I could get my vote. Ladies and gentlemen, don't trust a Democrat because nine out of ten what the Democrat is re- accusing the Republican Party of doing. They have done as well. With that being said, I want to thank you for listening to this episode of the Cajun Conservative Show. Please remember to hit the like button, hit the share button, because, you know, uh, that helps out more than you know. The more you like, the more you share, the more you comment, the more that our show gets put out there, ladies and gentlemen. We want to grow this show. Please go like me on Facebook. Go like me on TikTok. Or go follow me on TikTok. Go follow me on Instagram. Uh, no, not Instagram. Twitter. Go follow me on Twitter, follow me on True Social, and please like and subscribe to the show and tell a friend. It helps out more than you know. So until next time, be blessed and be encouraged. Remember, Jesus Christ is coming back, and he's coming back soon. So don't be faint of heart, because Jesus has already overcome the world. If you want to know Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior, you can go ahead and reach out to me at thecageconservative5 at gmail.com. And... I'll get back with you letting you know how to make Jesus your savior and make heaven your home. Until next time, be blessed, be encouraged. You have a good one.